Special thanks to our promotional partners at the American Philatelic Society. The APS is the largest stamp collecting organization in the world, supporting collectors of any level worldwide. For more information about membership and APS services, visit stamps.org. I'm Charles Epting from H.R. Harmer in New York City. I'm Michael Cortese of Noble Spirit in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. And this is Conversations with Philatelists. Now, today's guest is one who actually came directly out of a, a previous interview that we did. Yeah, so with the Jenny Lynch episode, he was supposed to be our second guest alongside Jenny Lynch. We were supposed to talk to them both together, and he unfortunately and couldn't we, make... We ended up just talking to Jenny. Yeah. And then as we were doing our outro for the, the Jenny Lynch episode, yeah. Roy showed up. Mm-hmm. We started having a great conversation with him. Yeah. And we decided mm-hmm. we didn't want to tack that onto the end of Jenny's episode. Right, right. We had to have him back on to do a, a full standalone episode with Roy Betts. Yeah. I, I mean, the, that was that was a lot of fun because we ended up talking to Roy for like 30, 40 minutes, just not even in an episode, just talking about stamps. I mean, it was it was in the Stamps history and football was, and everything. It was fantastic. Yeah, it got a little off topic, his own but fa- it was fun. <laughs> no, but I, I enjoyed hearing his own family's history. with the, 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 yes. the, the mail is something that runs in his blood, yeah. and I think that'll be fun. So so Roy is in charge of publicity for new stamps that are issued by the post mm-hmm. office. Yeah. He is the, the guy who announces these things to the media and to the, to the people. Yeah. And uh, it, it, there's been some great stamps announced recently. Um, I, didn't know we, I didn't know it was official uh, until – uh, just recently, but there's a new set of droids stamps coming out, 10 different droids from Star Wars, uh, which I'm very excited about. So so this is... Key. Are they uh, specific to the original first three, or are they no. spanning all nine? Um, there's uh, K2SO from uh, Rogue One. Okay. There's Chopper from Star Wars Rebels. There's mm-hmm. Dio from Episode Nine. There's the Medic Droid from Episode Five. Uh, R2 and C3PO, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, IG11 from The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, anybody yeah. who has spoken to me for more than ten seconds knows what a Mandalorian fan I am. <laughs> uh, so it's it's an incredible diverse lineup of of droids. The Gonk Droid, everyone's favorite Gonk Droid, that mm-hmm. just sort of waddle around and don't do much at all. Um, is on a stamp now. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyways, Roy Betts. Yeah. Publicity for the post office. Let's bring him in. Well, the the reason he didn't make the, the Jenny episode, we found out after when we were talking to him, was because he was actually talking to ABC. They just called him up randomly. <laughs> Remember when he told shows us that? He said, sorry, sh- I missed the episode. Yeah. I was just talking to ABC News about stamps. Yeah, it show, shows you where <laughs> we rank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I'm really anyway, excited. Yeah. I, I, I think it was meant to happen that way. I think mm-hmm. uh, we were meant to have him on. Jenny certainly was was more than deserving of her own episode, yeah. and Roy is more than deserving of his own episode. So I think this worked out perfect, and yeah. I'm really excited to bring him on. All right, well, let's go. Here we go. Hello. How are you doing? Good to see you again. Hey, Michael. Yeah, good seeing you too, Charles. <laughs> see you good both. See you both. Thanks for yeah, thank uh, you for uh, th- thanks for coming back and, and joining us for uh, for a full episode. Yeah. Well, well, I I tell you, I've been looking forward to it. Um, this is, I think, the work you're doing is so so um, important to the future of uh, stamp collecting and the world of philately because uh, you guys are not the face. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to the stamp shows and yeah. Yeah. and so forth, so uh, it's very. Uh, we'll 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 get there someday. We'll yeah. uh, 
Keep, yeah, like my dad would always say, just keep living. Yeah. So to kick things off, we, we talked, for people who are listening, we, we spoke to you briefly uh, off camera in the past. So I, I know a little bit about your history, but I would love for you to tell your story to people. Can you talk a little bit about the role the post office has played in your family and then your own personal journey uh, within the USPS? Because you, you've got deep roots with the post office. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the question. I appreciate being with you guys today. Um, my um, journey began in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Bluff City, uh, where I was born. And uh, my dad uh, worked for the United States Postal Service as a mail handler. And that's in mail processing, um, canceling the incoming mail. He ran a machine. And he retired uh, from the service after 40 years of service. And he always influenced me and talked to me about, you know, the Postal Service and as you are pursuing your career. Because at the time, I was uh, majoring in journalism in college at Howard University. I got to get Howard in there. (laughs) Uh, Home of uh, our vice president and so forth. But, uh, yes, and so... um, I was um, very committed to journalism, and um, I had a wonderful, wonderful start in my career in journalism, working for uh, Ebony and Jet magazines in their Washington bureau. So I covered uh, President Jimmy Carter's administration, and I had an opportunity after the Carter administration to actually go into government uh, and work for the U.S. Department of Commerce in their public affairs department. And I was handling small and minority business development issues. Um, And in the process of working at Commerce, I still kept my eyes focused at the postal service as well. I was looking at postal. And one day a notice came in the mail, (laughs) in the mail, and it uh, presented an opportunity to join the Postal Service as a management intern. And what that meant was you were given managerial uh, opportunities to work in different functional areas from operations to finance, to human resources, to communications. But I was always committed to communications. And at the end, I had an opportunity to outplace as a management intern into the Postal Services Communications Department. And that was longer than a minute ago. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do in the Communications Department now? Well, I'm a senior public relations representative, which is another way of saying I actually work with national media Uh, organizations, the Washington Post, New York Times, USA Today, CNN, MSNBC, etc. Lynn Stamp News uh, uh, in the stamp world. And um, I handle uh, many of the new stamp announcements uh, that we make, um, introducing the stamp art and the subjects to the public. And of course, telling the public when the stamps will be dedicated and uh, when they're available for purchase. So um, that uh, has been uh, a very, 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 very exciting uh, part of my career. Uh, In addition to stamp promotions, 
also work closely with our chief information officer and chief technology officer uh, on information technology issues. If, if we happen to have a glitch in our network or systems, uh, computer systems, uh, uh, I actually go on the record on behalf of the Postal Service to explain what has happened and how we're fixing the situation. So uh, that, too, is uh, part of my responsibilities at the Postal Service. And I'm based in Washington, D.C., Postal Headquarters, hmm. and work with a great group of people uh, who are uh, certainly my inspiration uh, uh, coming, I've been there longer than a minute, <laughs> okay, but uh, <laughs> it's very, very exciting. And of course, in the stamp world, we're introduced to different subjects every year. Um, and that introduces me to um, more of uh, our, our, our nation's culture and, and the diversity of our country. And, and I meet wonderful people like yourselves. Uh, in helping to promote and publicize uh, new stamps. You've really got what sounds like one of the most fun jobs in all of stamp collecting. This is just, uh, I, I think a lot of people listening would view what you do as a, a, a dream job in a lot of ways. <laughs> I uh, am blessed. I will say, and we're blessed. Um, when you think of uh, ver- the various occupations that are represented in the Postal Service, we have uh, lawyers, nurses, architects, engineers. Uh, we obviously, people see uh, their, the trucks on the street and mm. uh, the drivers. They see their mailman, mail person, letter carrier, uh, delivering mail. They uh, go to their local post office and see people uh, serving them as our retail associates and and so there are many, many different jobs, many different opportunities. Uh, in fact, I had an opportunity to be a letter carrier uh, during the summers when I'd come home from college. And, and so I uh, you know, was able to kind of get a feel for what that job is and what's, what's required. So it's serving and services is, is something I, I consider to be um, a privilege. And uh, I, I feel that in many ways, our employees are essential. They've been determined essential. We didn't have to be determined essential to know we're essential, but <laughs> this pandemic has, uh, has it's made put a whole it new such. focus on what you guys do. Entirely, entirely, entirely new focus. And um, uh, the Gen Zers of the world today, even now, kind of see. <laughs> uh, what value we bring, uh, let alone the millennials. So, you know, it's an exciting time. For you specifically, obviously the post office announces new stamps over the course of the year, but the, the, the new year, it seems to be the, the time when you sort of lay out that year's program and, and announce a whole host of stamps at once. It is December, January. Is this the most exciting time of the year for you? Uh, in terms of the the stamp program that's announced by the USPS? Oh, um, without a doubt. I mean, today, in fact, uh, we announced uh, new new Star Wars stamps. (laughs) Jay Bagalke at Linz, who we both know, (laughs) 
texted yeah. me this morning knowing what a Star Wars fan I am. And yeah. he said, you've got to check these out right now. So that th- this news is still a big deal to collectors. And, and again, mm-hmm. when you've got so many announcements in such a short window, again, it seems like the turn of the new year is when you guys just uh, bombard us with great new information. Yeah, uh, we found and learned over the years that uh, if we can reveal the artwork and the subjects, as many of uh, the stamps that we are coming to the market with in the coming year, uh, that actually is, it it works to our advantage from a um, media perspective, you know, in placing articles and getting people uh, excited about what's coming. Um, it's like people make New Year's resolutions. They also uh, offer um, uh, predictions for the new year. Well, uh, the Postal Service uh, makes its contribution. So in that same context with uh, announcing many of the new subjects that are coming um, in the new year. So uh it's, it's an exciting time. Uh, we've announced, obviously, um, this week, uh, we're on uh, January 28th announcing the uh, August Wilson Black Heritage Forever Stamp. Mm-hmm. And uh, legendary playwright, uh, Ma-, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is, is uh, being shown on Netflix, as uh, we know. And so we're excited, you know, about, about uh, honoring uh, August Wilson this week, and and of course we have um, Yogi Berra coming up. <laughs> when I saw the uh, the Yogi Berra stamp, I thought that was not just a deserving subject, but also the design. I think is just incredible. That's one of my favorite new stamps uh, that that's come out in some time. That one, uh, again, there's there's a whole host of great things coming this year, and yeah, August is uh, just a couple of days away. Uh, from his issue. This is a, again, every, every year I think you could pick out a couple of highlights, but 2021 seems to be a particularly strong year. Yeah, it's diverse, covers uh, many uh, subjects. Um, we um, go, go for Broke, for example, is honoring uh, Japanese uh, American soldiers. Very popular. People are very, very uh, excited and looking forward to the issuance of that stamp. So can you talk a little bit about how the marketing, if at all, has changed over the time that you've been in your position or even before then? Have have you changed the way that you market stamps to people with the changing uh, climate and interest? Um, yes. In a word, you have to be nimble, flexible mm-hmm. in the changing world. And uh, the biggest change for me has been how we uh, no longer really expect, okay, I'll give you a classic example. Uh, the Associated Press mm-hmm. had uh, a writer in their Washington bureau. Uh, his name was Randy Schmid. And Randy loved stamps. And that was the icing on the cake, to be able to have um, uh, uh, one of the chief writers, reporters with mm-hmm. the Associated Press in Washington who loved stamps, that meant that he would write the new stamp, write about the new stamps, 
based on our press releases and his stories would go worldwide. Mm-hmm. Not just coast to coast, not nationally, yeah. but worldwide. And so we we considered that A plus okay? plus <laughs> when 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 Randy would um, write about our stamp stamps. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward to where we are today. The social media platform has made it such that we really we, we, we feed information to the Associated Press for the wires and so forth. But you get mentioned on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you have a whole different dynamic. Uh, we, before the, the COVID-19 virus, virus, we um, had begun to live stream our stamp dedication ceremonies, mm-hmm. which before were exclusively in person. We had, you know, people to travel, uh, their uh, vacations planned, their vacations, and 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 um, you know, get get to the locations for the stamp dedications. Uh, because, as you know, there are collectors who will travel ex- extensively mm-hmm. to uh, be there to not only be present for the event, but to collect cancellations, at, you know, first day postmarks, uh, the stamp lapel pins that were so uh, popular at those events and so forth. So, um but we were seeing a trend developing where we could actually build the audience for the stamp events um, by live streaming on Facebook and Twitter. And we would actually double, sometimes triple, the audience uh, that we would have when you compare it to in-person events. Now, where we are today, right now, all of our events are virtual. And we are uh, 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 pre-recording the ceremonies, and we're posting on Facebook and Twitter to dedicate the stamps. And uh, I believe with the love stamp we issued earlier in the year, we had 60,000 viewers. Wow. Wow. Uh, Mm -hmm. That would have been unfathomable a couple of years ago. Yeah. 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 Unless you were doing uh, a big stamp release, I'll never forget when we honored um, Wilt Chamberlain. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were at the Spectrum. We were at, um, you know, the Lakers um, location. And, you know, of course, you have 20,000 or so uh, present for uh, those presentations. But um, if you're doing uh, a sports subject, uh, you know, in an arena or a stadium, then, of course, you, you get the larger audiences. But uh, traditionally, we averaged a couple hundred, two, three hundred people 
uh, in person for uh, for the traditional stamp stamp dedication service uh, events. Wow, the magnitudes of a massive amount. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's that's crazy. That's fantastic. Your your plan going forward when when things start to open up. You say you pre-record them now and then post them later. Uh, I, I assume at some point when things open up, you'll go back to doing in-person events, but probably will will you do live, stream them live as well, or would you record the in-person events yes. and and post them later? Yes, yes, uh, we, we we will we will um, do uh, many different approaches because yeah. uh, there uh, has been a considerable amount of learning mm-hmm. uh, associated with uh, how we promote what platforms we use. Um, so I think all of the above will apply. We're, we're just, right. we're just following this, the, the medical and science professionals about when will be the safest time mm-hmm. uh, to bring back in-person uh, events. Uh, but we're hopeful uh, that uh, we will be able to do that at some point in 2021. Mm-hmm. So I think a combination of uh, the live in-person events being streamed in real time and then offering uh, pre-recorded, we were doing pre-recorded video anyway to tell the story of a particular subject to uh, sort of enhance the dedication ceremony so we didn't have just all talking heads or you know, uh, we would have uh, some uh, video that would kind of help to bring the subject to life in a little documentary and uh, so forth. So that that uh, uh, the creative aspect, um, I think, has just uh, grown immensely uh, because of what we have had to do to adapt to the uh, current environment. This is probably an impossible question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Do you have? I'm not going to ask if there's a favorite stamp that you've uh, had a hand in in promoting, but is there a a story that sticks out? Maybe a relative of the subject that you've met, or a story you heard from somebody who had a special connection with the subject. Is there one or two uh, moments that stand out in your career as as just? uh, particularly special or, or giving you a sense of why the issuance of postage stamps is so important? Well, um, I can say that uh, I didn't meet Wilt Chamberlain, but I got to uh, know people who did and uh, worked very closely Carefully, um, of course, I'm neutral in the sense of you know not getting a vote in the uh, process of bringing subjects to the marketplace. There's a process all in and of itself mm. involving the Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee and people sending their um, recommendations of subjects to the committee. They receive upwards of thirty thousand plus. Uh, ideas for new subjects every year and then we um, the committee will uh, look at them 
look at the, the various criteria that's associated with the stamp selection process, and then they uh, determine 25 to 30 subjects a year to um, recommend to the Postmaster General who has final approval, makes the final decision. Uh, but typically the Postmaster General accepts the recommendation of the committee. And of course the public has suggested the ideas and the subjects for new stamps. It's not created by the Postal Service. So we don't sit in the back room and pull subjects out of the air or whatever, you know, <laughs> to, um, uh, to bring on uh, stamps. But uh, we uh, facilitate the process. And of course, this is one of the highest honors that uh, an individual could receive or a particular culture, uh, an anniversary. It, it, it's amazing, you know, how uh, hearing on a stamp ranks in terms of uh, distinction and, and people uh, really being a part of that process to say this individual made a difference in our lives. So with, uh, with uh, Wilt Chamberlain, I will say that uh, uh, that was a six-year process. Well, and, um, it, it, I mean, it involved, <clears throat> excuse me, a number of uh, different people from the commissioner of the NBA to the owners of the Lakers and the Philadelphia 76ers, a particular sports writer that I got to know uh, well in the journey. And we just provided information. Uh, as to what they needed to do to potentially make that happen for uh, for uh, Wilt. And not one stamp, but two stamps. And a great okay. design, too. The, the, the long portrait was fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I didn't anticipate that, but then we thought about it. You know, Wilt played for Philadelphia, and he also played for Los Angeles. So, so that made sense. Uh, I would say I'd also had a special uh, time when the Marvin Gaye stamp was announced because that had been almost a 20-year journey. Wow. From the uh, time Marvin passed, because we don't honor living subjects, mm -hmm. um, to the stamp coming to, to life and you know, happening, um, and, and there were people who would call me at the beginning of every year. You know, we talked about announcing the new subjects. And typically the, the calls would come from Los Angeles. And uh, one particular person would call and he would say, Roy, <laughs> is Marvin in the lineup this year? And for some time I had to say, no, no, he didn't make it. Uh, but uh, when we did honor him, um, I believe it was 2019, uh, he, um, uh, I got the call December of 2018 and said, hey, is, is Marvin in the, in the lineup? And I said, guess what? He is. <laughs> and that, I it's funny. You're exactly right that, that someone can have so many, you can have as many gold records as you want. You can have mm -hmm. as many hit songs, but being on a postage stamp is different. I mean, it, it, that really is. 
um, just a, a completely unique honor. And, and I think that that music series has been fantastic in, um, you know, honoring a lot of the greats as well. Cause they, the, the, yeah. they, they hit records. None of that matters. Uh, no. when you're on a, a little bit of paper. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that travels, you know, on millions of pieces of mail coast to coast. Uh, it, it, you know, the exposure is, um, incredible. And I would say we've been issuing stamps since 1847. <laughs> okay. I was, I was not around, but 1847. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, I'd say about 6,000 subjects in that time frame have actually appeared on a stamp mm -hmm. from 1847 to 2021. Uh, wow. You know, about 6,000 subjects have been covered, okay? So think about them just in terms of people, the individuals who in our minds may be so deserving, but it, it hasn't happened for them. And so the people who are so honored do have that special distinction where it, it just really signals to the world that this particular individual made a difference. Yeah. If I'm looking at somebody's Wikipedia article and I see they have a postage stamp, that makes me think, differently about them that puts them in a again that, that's again six thousand people in mm -hmm. all of the hundreds of millions well, that have, i mean not all of them are are people some of them are just topics correct? topics of course yeah i like yeah. love and right. and so that even narrows yeah. it down further that's just yeah. in, incredible um, yeah so can exactly. can you talk about why some of them take so long to actually get but you you know you you said marvin Gaye was 20 years in the making why why did it take 20 years? Was it just the committee not not deciding on that issue that year or was uh, designing the stamp or? Well, a lot goes on behind the scenes with uh, getting clearances and approvals. Mm -hmm. um, you have to engage uh, family members. Uh, you have to determine who represents the family, who can speak for the family, um, you know, who has rights to artwork and images that we might want to use as the basis to illustrate the subject. Um, there are many, many different pieces to the puzzle that have to line up perfectly for it, for it to happen. And, um, when it doesn't happen right away, it's not the Postal Service or the Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee um, standing uh, in the way or mm -hmm. not making it happen in a more timely fashion. Um, there is so much outside of our control that must be vetted and we're, we're certain that uh, we are actually in discussions with the right people who can make the decisions that are necessary for the Postal Service to move forward with a new stamp. So it's, real, it's probably really easy for people to 
armchair quarterback it and say, yeah, just put Marvin Gaye on a stamp. He deserves yeah. it. He's one of the greatest singers of all time. Yeah. And yeah, you, yeah, you've got entire legal teams, I'm sure, that are dedicated to yeah. figuring out how to get from point A to point B. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, making sure that you are, uh, because because we you know, certainly are working with uh, people within the state's and they have and they have their opinions and and so forth. So we have to smooth out the rough edges and 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 really dot all the I's and cross all the T's mm-hmm. in you know making this happen for uh, for for a particular individual for sure. Yeah. So if if oh go ahead. I'm sorry, Roy. Yeah, like I was going to say, you also go through the same process on topical stamps as well, you know, making sure hmm. that the artwork is, is, um, vetted and it's reflective of what we uh, should be depicting and, and that people, when they see it, um, can identify with it. And if they do have some question about what's depicted, you know, we have the uh, technical backup and support uh, the subject matter experts that we work with to make sure that the artwork is uh, is correct. Because mm-hmm. there's a whole list of, of kind of rules and regulations of what can and can't be on a stamp, correct? Like uh, off the top of my head, I know you're not really supposed to portray alcohol or cigarettes on postage stamps. Correct. Yeah, so they kind of have to meet all those check marks, if you will. For design yeah, uh, we like to say criteria. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So yeah. if I if I can walk through the kind of the process from idea to announcement, if you will, on a postage stamp, so that idea gets submitted to the to the uh, citizens board, the citizens yeah. board then pushes it to the postmaster general, or do they put it to the designer first? Oh yeah, um, there's a, there's steps in between. Yeah. Uh, first, first of all, if you're submitting an idea, you should you must submit it in writing. Yes. Uh, via mail, people will send in their ideas um, in um, a letter or a card, postcard, and uh, that uh, letter is sent to the Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee. And the committee staff, staff supporting the committee will, and these are postal employees, they will um, look at each letter or card and say, okay, does this meet the criteria? So when they determine it does meet the criteria, it moves forward for review by our art directors, designers, there's discussions with the committee with respect to the artwork and how, you know, the overall treatment. And the Citizen Stamp Advisory Committee meets four times a year. And during the course of those discussions, as I say, they 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 really get involved with uh, how a particular subject is going to be presented. On, on the stamp. And then uh, there's a process to uh, identify the artist or photographer uh, whose work will 
ultimately appear on the stamp. And once that work is, is completed, of course, then there's the whole process of um, putting this together and presenting to the Postmaster General who can say, yes, we can move forward with that subject. And once that determination is made, uh, we've had some preliminary discussions with uh, subject matter experts and others who have to, you know, with respect to estates or rights, mm -hmm. who have to sign off on the final art and even the language that is used to describe the subject. Uh, is is vetted by uh, our own postal service lawyers as well as uh, the estates and uh, outside counsel. So that that is very uh, detailed and involved as well. So um, once we have all of the sign offs, all of the approvals, then we're ready to actually. Uh, Move, move forward with making uh, announcements. That's when I I get involved. The stamp services department will notify me and give me uh, the artwork and the description. And then I get to write essentially a headline, <laughs> an introductory paragraph, and make sure that you know, the uh, description that's been provided meets uh, AP style <laughs> mm -hmm. because we uh, rely on Associated Press style with our press releases. So who, that helps. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's great. Who picks the, the date that the stamps are issued? That is a collaborative uh, effort. Uh, mm -hmm. It's uh, in discussions with um, family members or uh, subject matter experts um, who determine that a particular date has 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 relevance or meaning. Uh, also, uh, when you look at the calendar, we we like to issue the Black Heritage Stamp, for example, before Black History Month. So the stamp is available throughout the month of February and into March, if necessary. Um, because the stamps sell out very, very quickly, as you can imagine. And and so, of course, the love stamp. We'd like to get that out before Valentine's Day. Um, and then there are times when the date coincides with an anniversary. And it, uh, it, it works, you know, for us and all the parties concerned. It's fantastic that the, the families get to involved, get to help pick out the dates that their their loved ones are, are commemorated on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exciting for them, exciting for us, and we just again are um, working in collaboration. Mm -hmm. you know, yep, various parties. I hope you don't. I hope this is a, an okay question to ask, and I mean this in, in a positive light. But but there's mm -hmm. sometimes stamps that. Um, uh, make news for maybe not the intended reason. I think of the Legends of the West, Bill Pickett, wrong mm -hmm. stamp okay. portrait, uh, the, yeah, the yeah. Statue of Liberty when it was actually the picture of 
Las Vegas, uh, the, mm-hmm. the Maya Angelou quote. There's certain times I'd imagine where you 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 issue a stamp thinking that people are going to focus on one thing and then they end up focusing on something different. But at yeah. the same time, you know, when, when, the, when the Maya Angelou stamp came out and there was controversy over the origin of the quote, um, mm-hmm. I know people who went out and bought a sheet of that stamp just because. So my question to you is when something doesn't go as planned, do you find that this sometimes – increases awareness of new stamps that are being issued or increases awareness of the postal service. And, and can you sometimes turn a, a negative into a positive in terms of PR? Oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, we uh, do not want issues uh, with the stamp subjects. We'd like for them to be uh, correct uh, at you know the very beginning in the process. Once they're uh, issued, we want to make sure that um, – you know, there, there's nothing uh, that would be uh, a glaring uh, error or omission, whatever, you know, with the work. So, but uh, to your point with uh, Maya Angelou, um, people were going to buy the stamp anyway because of her. <laughs> right. But then uh, there were those who said, well, wait a minute, I think I need to own, you know, that stamp just in case, <laughs> okay, it's like, whatever, okay. Uh, it, it's a special co- collection, you know, it's a, something that you want, you feel you must have, particularly if you are an avid collector, okay? Uh, and, and so we, of course, the example that you gave with respect to Bill Pickett, mm. Um, we, um, of course, want to make sure to the best of our ability that we're able to retrieve and get back if any got out, you know, that had the the cigarette, you know, uh, and, and or, or, well, n- not the cigarette in that case, but it was, it was his brother, right? His brother, yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on him. And, and so we were... Um, I personally was not in the, uh, you know, working that side of PR when that happened uh, for the Postal Service. So I can't really speak too um, definitively about it. I just know that um, we don't want to create a collectible for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. which you can well imagine. Okay. So it's imperative that we get it right the first time. But in those instances where it hadn't gone completely right, then it certainly, um, I can tell you the people, the example of, um, of the uh, and Lady Liberty was such that uh, people in Vegas were thrilled. <laughs> you know, they were just, you know, we were... They were they were very thrilled about it, but of course the people in New York, you know, said, "Wait a minute, you guys <laughs> didn't get it right," you know. So, uh, but our 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 goal, our objective is to uh, please everyone, mm-hmm. and and then in the process, bring awareness and education about the subject, as well as uh, the process involved with bringing stamps to the marketplace and how the postal service plays a very important role. Mm-hmm. So if I can pivot off of that 
question and and talking about creating collectibles for the wrong reason, if we can pivot to creating collectibles for the correct reason, were you working PR when they did the uh, $2 inverted Jenny, but then the 100 right side up panes as well? Yeah. Yes, I was. Um, It was actually handled by a colleague of mine, uh, but uh, yeah, I was was there and uh, there was a lot of excitement. Uh, and I think to some degree there still is because mm-hmm. I don't think they've all been. Uh, no, I don't think they all have been. No, they're still uh, out there. Yeah. 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 Still out there. So, um, you know, it's uh, anybody's guess you know, as to how, how, how that will eventually turn out. But we um, uh, certainly uh, see uh, contests and uh, opportunities to uh, promote in a different way, like like I'm very excited to see how we're gonna uh, work to promote the Disney stamps that we just announced. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, will there be some different approaches that they'll take to do that? It, when you talk about um, uh, you know creating these opportunities, something like the imperforate press sheets coming back was was mm. fairly big news amongst the stamp community in the last couple of weeks. And mm. and what it makes me realize is you're trying to cater to everyone from the the Disney fan who will just buy a sheet of Mickey Mouse stamps because they have Mickey Mouse on them mm-hmm. yeah. to the people who are actually sending mail in a commercial volume still to the dedicated collector who wants a first day cover and an imperf and a perf and a uh, press sheet and all this stuff. So you're really trying to uh, appeal to a really broad, it's, it's not like you're just, you know, if you sell rare and collectible stamps, like Michael and I do, we're just trying to target a certain person. Whereas you're trying to appeal to effectively every American. Exactly. Yes. And um, that, that's the, beauty of of the stamp program because uh, we are trying to introduce subjects that are diverse and also appealing um, in real time as well as his you know from a historical perspective uh, too so it, it's a, a, a fascinating uh, journey you, you know as I see it in in telling America's story to the world mm-hmm and, um, you know, these miniature works of art, as we so uh, know them to be, um, are in, in and of themselves historic, but uh, they serve a larger purpose, far greater purpose. Uh, and, and so it, it just is, uh, and it's, I mean, the Postal Service is, is a pretty big organization. Right. Okay, it's a fairly large organization. <laughs> But uh, this this is way, way bigger than the Postal Service. So we facilitate the process. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful that we're the, we're the only uh, organization that, that can do this. Uh, FedEx and UPS can't, mm-hmm. can't, can't issue a stamp. In fact, uh, there is a Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C., known as the National Postal Museum. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that that uh, has a special uh, place in my heart and a special place for uh, I know collectors and the general public. 
It's one of the best museums in a city full of great museums. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, and, and I've heard that from so many non-collectors. Again, I'm going to be biased when I go into the NPM because uh, it's kind of my life. But, but yeah. when I hear from people who normally don't think twice about the mail, when they go to the NPM and, and walk out with, with just their, their you know, mouth open, it's, it's amazing to, to hear those stories. Yeah. It really is, and I make discoveries every time I visited the uh, museum. I would uh, venture to say it's with the museums being closed right now. You know, it's uh, you know it's a place where we hopefully can re- come out of, and I believe we will, and uh, and the museums will all reopen, and 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 we'll keep moving forward. So. Well, it's fantastic to hear that the you know the USPS takes these responsibilities, if you will, uh, incredibly seriously. That they have to not only people who need to mail things, but to the collectors as well, and they keep them in mind because uh, they we so much value the work that's being put into creating these stamps. Yeah, it's um, very much. Uh, a dedication on the part of the men and women who, and a commitment, uh, the men and women who make this happen for uh, uh, the collectors, for the novices, for the public, for, you know, the curious. Uh, and, and, and so we're really looking forward to uh, the next frontier growing, going forward uh, yeah. with uh, subjects that, uh, will be uh, appealing and uh, and and really help help educate people uh, and and continue to grow uh, in their awareness about about the greatness of this country and the, the men and women who've made it so great and and then the cultural experiences the other topics you know on uh, flowers and animals and the wildlife every yeah, the wildlife, every, it's it's just uh fascinating the journey you can take through the world of stamps yeah yeah well boy this has been fantastic and and i have to tell you I, I, you obviously have this job for a reason because you are just an incredible i mean I, again i'm a stamp collector i i'm a stamp I, it's, this is my and you still get me excited for the u.s postal service even though i am surrounded by stamps day in and day out Hearing you talk uh, gives like new life to my uh, to my passion. So it, 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 you're an incredible spokesperson for the USPS, and, and we can't thank you enough for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, you're so very kind, and I thank you both. I look forward to uh, many, many more podcasts featuring not me, but what I would love to do. Yes. Is when we're back to uh, in-person first day ceremonies, if the three of us are ever at one together, we would love to do one of these in-person surrounded by a, a dedication ceremony, if, yeah. if that would be all right with you. Oh, I'd love to make that happen. Love to let's, make let, that let, happen. Let's, let's give people a sort of behind-the-scenes look at what goes into a dedication ceremony, you know, day of, what's going on. Yeah. Let's, uh, let, let, let's do a boots-on-the-ground uh, one of these at a ceremony sometime. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Let's hope. Let's be hopeful. Say spring, springtime. Yeah, yeah. Early fall. Yeah, we can whenever, whenever it is. Though we'll uh, we'll be yeah. there. We'll we'll do it. We'll make it happen. 
So for those who uh, who haven't been tuning in already to the uh, dedication events, where can they find those and watch them? Uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Just the USPS, USPS yeah. uh, official account, Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter? You'd... Yep. That's easy enough. That is easy enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating how, how, how um, the platforms have um, – just allowed us mm-hmm. to uh, grow stamp collecting in the world of stamps, and you know people who might not necessarily have um, really had a need for a stamp or whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. it's oh it's I, it's ironic that so many people think that the digital age is replacing mail, and yet in a very poignant way, the digital age is making stamp collecting possible. Yeah. yeah. In a time when otherwise you you can't go to an event, you can't go to a post office in some cases. From 200 uh, it, it, people at the dedicated to, event to 60,000. 60,000. Yeah. It's amazing how again everyone's so fearful. Oh no, social media and email and everything is going to kill the postal service and it's actually helping to uh keep it going strong. Yeah. Yeah. Could not agree with you more. Roy, thank you so much for joining us. This has thank been you terrific. I really appreciate you both. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Roy. Perfect. All the best. Okay. Right. Bye now. Well, Charles, I'm so glad we had him back. It it was fantastic to talk to him again. He touched upon a lot of the subjects that we talked about in our initial conversation with him, but then he covered so much more that we didn't get to talk about the, the first the, time we the, talked The to stories him. about the Wilt Chamberlain stamps mm-hmm. and the Marvin Gaye stamp and the fact that he's got this this you know vested interest in it. Like he's yeah. on the front lines of these things. Like when a, when a stamp is released, he's the one who's selling it to people. And to hear his background, again, on, on such great I – mean, not that every stamp issued is not great, mm-hmm. but – Again, there's these ones that just sort of stand. I remember when the the Wilt Chamberlain stamp was announced, and again, it's this great long. You, know, you mm-hmm. get a guy that tall, you yeah. need to make a, an, a a different shaped stamp to fit all of him on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, the fact that those are the ones he he touched on, I thought were were great. And you can just don't imagine we could have had a conversation for ten more hours just going right. yeah. stamp issue by stamp issue with him. <laughs> Yeah, it was fantastic to hear about the, you know, from from idea to, to marketing, the way that stamps are completely made and his, his comments on what happens when something does go wrong, when there is a printing error. Uh, you know, exactly. And, and, and knowing that as we record this, we're just two days out from uh, 2021's uh, installment in the Black Heritage series, which mm-hmm. is really cool. That I mean, for him, this is like... Uh, we're really in sort of crunch time for him now where not yeah. only are you announcing new stamps, but you have new stamps being issued and mm-hmm. like he's just living and breathing new stamps all the time, which is um, a really good yeah. thing to be living and breathing. I think. And and I completely agree with you when, you know, you mentioned he's the perfect guy for the job. He just really is. He gets so enthusiastic about how could someone so talk to seriously. Roy yeah. and not get excited about mail? Like yeah. I like I talk to people about mail and I see their their eyelids start to droop. <laughs> um, but but again, he's he's the guy you want uh, out there promoting the the postal service. Yeah. Well, Michael, I was serious when I said we should do a a CWP live from a first day ceremony. I think that would, that be, would incredible. be awesome. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, I, uh, the droid stamps. May not be a ceremony, maybe a little bit preemptive, but mm-hmm. uh, if there is, I will be there and I'll be first in line. Yeah. Um, I, I, do you own a tent to camp out front to 
People did it for like the Star Wars movies. We, I was going to say, it'll be just Star like Wars the Phantom things. Menace all over yeah. again. Exactly, exactly. So much uh, hype and no. Um, no, I, I think doing something with Roy in person, I just want to shake his hand and, and I feel like yeah. his excitement would be uh, really contagious in person. If he can get mm-hmm. me this amped up over the USPS via Zoom, mm-hmm. um, imagine in person. Yeah. Well, it's just so fantastic uh, that he's a second-generation USPS employee. This is a guy whose whole life has been rooted in the post office. Yeah, like this, like his upbringing was surrounded by the post office, and mm-hmm. he's, you know, even you know when he, when he said he was working uh, in in other uh, departments in the government. No, but he, even after that, when he said he was in right, but then in the commerce department, and he's like, oh right, yeah, eyeing eyeing the post office department, like. Yeah. Um, you can tell this is what he what he was born to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Michael, as always, this was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. We've got got another great chat later in the week. Uh, mm-hmm. the- we've got a lot of excellent interviews booked. I'm looking forward to all of them, and we've got some some pretty big guests so, coming up. I think it's a, it's a humble brag. Like, we've just got too many. Uh, we have too many interviews. We have too many episodes. <laughs> we're, yeah, just, we're, we're just we're uh, just yeah we, we yeah uh, we're too successful. <laughs> Uh, no, as always, we love hearing from people on Twitter, mm-hmm. on email. I'm just joking. We, we, we're always looking to line new people up. We will yeah. never, uh, never, um, say we have too many episodes. Um, yeah, we're on Apple podcasts, Spotify podcast, Google podcasts, mm-hmm. Podbean, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can watch us on YouTube, and if you're watching us on YouTube, you can listen to this on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, flatterlypodcast.com, flatterlypodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's all I've got. Yeah. Um, looking um, forward to next week's interview. I think we're, we'll, we'll do listener mail every other week. So we did one last week. We'll whenever, well, I think whenever we get it. If we start getting a ton more mail, then we do it every week. If yeah. we only get it sporadically, then we do it sporadically. So, mm-hmm. um Awesome, man. This was a lot of fun, yeah. as always. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking forward to it. The next one, that is. And uh, talk to you then. <laughs> talk to you soon, man. All right, bye-bye.